you can't forego the master for what he calls you to do. And mm. so you have to stay connected to the source. Mm. Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior, and he's more concerned about who you are than what you do. So make sure that you never put the cart before the horse. Welcome to the Film Fresh Podcast, the latest in clean, family-friendly, and faith-based entertainment. I'm one of your hosts, Jared Easley, and joining me, of course, is Chester Goad. Chester, how are you, sir? I'm doing great. I'm doing great, man. But it's not about us. It's about Cameron Arnett. So let's dive right in. Amen. Cameron Arnett is an award-winning actor in television, film, and theater. Originally from Port-au-Prince, Haiti, he's also a film producer, director, and syndicated talk show host. He's had several feature film roles. He's been in Champion, I Still Believe, Discarded Things, Tulsa. One of his most recent roles was in Kendrick Brothers' hit release, Overcomer, and then the new movie, Treasure Lies, which I found to be a lot of fun, by the way. <laughs> I, You know what else I thought he was in? And, and this is just, I don't know where I got this, Chester, but I thought he was in I Can Only Imagine, but apparently he, he wasn't. <laughs> you just imagined <laughs> that. Imagine that. I, I imagined that, but... Uh, <laughs> You know, it's nice that we could start off with something funny, a little bit of a laugh. And and Cameron, that's really our goal. There's so much craziness going on in the world and oh, yeah. uh, a lot of despair for some. Thankfully, this podcast, we start out with a question that allows you to tell us something that recently made you laugh or made you smile, a joke, a family moment that was humorous, a funny work project story, an act of kindness, heartwarming. Tell us Make something. Make a smile, Cameron. Tell us something to, to start us off with a smile here. If you, well, if you, I, I don't know if this is going to make you smile, but it makes me smile all the time. You know, my wife and I, we always have, we have this like friendly competition with each other as to who's going to get all the kisses and all the sugar, we call it, from our grandchildren. And so, <laughs> you know, I always, you know, deal with the fact that they love Papa. And whenever we go out and we see one of them, we will run one of them. You know, it's, it's that, that friendly tug of war between us as to, Who's going to do the carrying? Who's going to have them around their neck? And, you know, I have to, you know, I just have to admit that I'm winning. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm up front. So, you know, it's all good. Are you keeping a tally? <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh dude, I, I have, I have a, a, whole, a whole ledger. <laughs> As you should. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's getting yeah. deep in here. All right. So oh, man, I'll tell you, that's the big stuff right there. That's great. Let's talk about you and your filmmaking. Let's well, actually, let's talk about you. Tell us a little bit about you. Give the listeners a little bit of a background and then tell us more about also your filmmaking background. Tell us where your film school background came from. Are you self-taught, formerly taught? Where'd you gain that acting knowledge? So it's kind of a two-parter, a little bit about you and then a little bit about where'd you gain all that acting prowess that you have. Wow. Well, a bit about me. The the interesting thing, I, I guess, about me is that I never really thought that this w- was what I would be doing. I was a pre-med, pre-law student in, in college. Wow. Um, my desire of, from a, a little kid was to actually to be a doctor. I was on my way to becoming a, a cardiologist, pre-med, pre-law, like I said, anatomy, physiology, that kind of stuff. That's what I was into. Biology. I mean, I was, you know, one of those nerds. Uh, and, the smart one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, I was the guy that used to always give the answers. You know what I'm saying? So it's like right. it's kind of crazy. That I, You're the guy I would come and sit down next to, probably. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, I, I probably, I think, I think I'll probably make you pay for it, though, but that's another story. <laughs> He's not counting your kisses, Chester. I'm not, I'm not, I know, no, no, no kisses for you. No kisses for you. <laughs> so, yeah, but that's, you know, that's really my background, man. I, you know, I was more into the academics and stuff. I did play football and enjoyed that, but really never really wanted to do that as a profession. But that's the background. And I never thought that I'd be in the whole film and television and 
You know, that kind of happened by accident when I was in college, did a, you know, fashion show. You know, I was an EKG, respiratory therapist, that kind of stuff. And during the summer, I was looking for something fun to do. Mm-hmm. And I uh, answered an ad, Actors and Models Wanted, you know, answered a competition, ended up winning, you know, entered uh, quite, you know, like about 10 more, whatever, won about eight out of 10. And it just kind of wow. something else, you know what I'm saying? And so uh-huh. I find myself doing this, but that wasn't the, the, the trajectory. That's not what I had, I had thought about it at all. All right. So Cameron, no one starts at the top of the mountain or most people don't. So I'm guessing that somewhere along the path that you've, you're currently on, uh, that you, maybe you had a role that you look back on, you kind of shake your head and laugh, or you can't believe that you played that part in the production or anything that sticks out like that. Oh, wow. I mean, I can't believe you went there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you talk about starting at the bottom wrong. I remember that I did a, a Mexican martial arts film. Oh, no and, and, and this guy, the guy that was the lead was some guy that they brought out of Taiwan, which was like a killer. This guy, you know, kicks trees, that kind of stuff. Doing uh-huh. one finger push-ups. But I mean, listen to this. I had to play this gorilla kickboxing thing. And we actually got into gorilla suits. <laughs> and I was like gorilla number 45 or something, you know, that kind of thing. Oh, man. That must have been hot. Um, and, oh, man, it was hot. It was crazy. It was Miami, so it was muggy, you know? But well, you I didn't mean, even, nobody even realized your screen time when you did that. Well, you know, I mean, I was the good-looking gorilla, so. <laughs> what a great location for a Mexican. I, I was the one on the left, far left. You know, I can always point myself out, you know. And Cameron, that was, yeah, that was kind of the beginning trek, man. I mean, that, those are the kind of things that we did, you know, besides the extra work, man. We did everything that we could possibly find to do to say that we were in the business. And so, man, that, but, you know, people need to know, yeah, that's how it starts. Hey, you opened the door there, so I have to ask yeah, you because you said this was the trek there. Yeah. Uh, you spent some time on Star Trek Next Generation or had a role on there? Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm, I've been a Trekkie from way back, man. And, and the funny thing is that, you know, you're watching, of course, all the episodes of the original and you're watching mm-hmm. all that other stuff as, you know, things went on. And I get a, a the call to go on this audition and, you know, you, you're in a frenzy because what there's a possibility. And so I find myself getting the role of Anson Mendel. I'm actually on the Starship Enterprise driving the ship. You know, that's amazing with, with, with Patrick, what's his name, Stuart, and, you know, engage and all that kind of stuff and, and data. <laughs> and, you know, so it's like, you know, in between takes, I'm walking down all the aisles of the Starship Enterprise and I'm like, a, you know, kid in a candy store, man. It's, it's just a, it was surreal. <laughs> yeah, no, I got to say, you just cracked me up because you were like, Patrick, oh, what's his name? <laughs> you know, that guy. Yeah, oh, That guy, you that know, I mean, guy you know, who just happens that, to be the captain. That of the little Enterprise. well-known captain, yes. Yeah. <laughs> they get, you know, he, they gave him another show, you know. But we're exactly, not you know, I mean, you know, he, he got an opportunity to be on Star Trek with me, you know. That, you know that yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. <laughs> he still talks about it. <laughs> well, if you don't mind, you've shared with me before your powerful story about the intentional decision you made to leave Hollywood. And yeah. do you mind sharing that with the listeners on how that decision came about and what that brought about in your life as you went about, you know, trying to pursue greater intentional pursuits? Yeah, you know, it's weird because like you were saying, you get into this and it has a weird beginning, a slow beginning, a funny beginning. And then you get to the point where people are writing for you, wanting you to come in and it, mm. you know, they're talking your name. You know, they are dealing with how great your acting is and everything else. And 
I was in Toronto, Canada doing a movie of the week. And while I'm there, my manager calls me and says, hey, they want to see you for this acting role for this television series. Mm -hmm. And they, you know, they're saying we want Cameron. And so I come down from Toronto back to California and I go to the audition, all these well-known, I mean, big time actors and everything else. And the producer said, well, you know what? I see what I want. You know, I want Cameron and I get the role and, you know, we're dancing the jig. Everybody's happy. Yeah. Manager and I are just ecstatic. And right before we're about to, you know, sign on the dotted line, I had a conversation with my agent. He said, oh, by the way, they want you to do partial body nudity. Mm. And, you know, at that point in time, and I'm a Christian, you know, and I'm telling my manager, yeah, I can't do that. He says, he says, I know we get in this conversation and he calls my agent and says, you know what? He can't do it. So we're going to have to turn it down. The agent says, you know what? Let's go ahead and find out what we can do. I think we're going to go ahead and give him a body double. He doesn't have to do the, the nudity, you know, all, all things are going to be good. And so, hey, I think if that's going to play. I'm about to sign again. And I feel like the Lord taps me on the shoulder and says, you got to let it go because you have to shun even the appearance of evil. Wow. And so I dropped it, man, left the whole thing, you know, and it wasn't that I planned to leave Hollywood as much as I, I could not you know, compromise my Christ. Mm, mm-hmm. And when that happened, of course, the agent dropped me, you know, everybody dropped me. Hollywood, you know, kind of blackballed, you know, whatever. Yeah. And so I end up, you know, bankrupt. I end up, you know, not making any money and, and having to leave the business and, and leave California, end up in Atlanta, Georgia, never thinking that I would be acting again. Went into full-time ministry, you know, started two different churches, loved to teach the word of God. Mm. And one day, lo and behold, again, another tap on the shoulder. And God started giving me this dream about this character. And I thought he wanted me to write it. And within a two weeks span of time, it turns out that he wanted me to go to this audition and he told me to go specifically. And I went. And when I went, the character that I was dreaming and writing about was actually the character that he was having me audition for. And I auditioned, got it. And I've been doing Christian films ever since. That's amazing. He revealed that to you. I just think that's so cool. Do you mind? You left out just a little part that I think is pretty important for those of us who, who are faith based and we, we're praying about, you know, that next step. When, how long did it take for that next step to happen for you? Wow, that was 25 years, man. Yeah. You know, it's a true Abraham Isaac kind of movement. I think what people don't understand is that God is faithful, but also he works the patience that he puts inside of you. And mm-hmm. so the dream, and like I said, for me, I had dropped it, never even thought about it, didn't plan to go back. And so it was really a something that was being taken away from me that I'd had a need for. Mm. And so it was a, a beautiful thing for me because even though I never thought about it, God had given me a direction in that, you know, the, I became all about Christ. I became all about the word. I became all about teaching and seeing people grow. And that was that's my interest and it still is. But now I get to do it from a film perspective. So really, he's allowed it to be the marriage of both worlds. You know what I'm saying? What I was doing before and what I'm doing now. And I'm still doing it for him and watching people, you know, come alive through whether I'm I'm behind the pulpit or whether I'm on the screen. And it's better than it ever could have been. And it's better than it ever could have been. You couldn't write a better story for me. Mm. You know, I'm so grateful as to how God brought this to pass and to see what is still going on and what he's still flourishing. And it's only getting better and better each year. And it's not because of anything that I did. It's not because of me. And I keep telling people, you know, there was no strategy behind it. It was really a matter of hearing God speak and saying yes and watching him do his thing. Man, I, you know, Cameron, I, I did not know that part of your story. And that, that was, I appreciate that. I appreciate the, the faith that took and then the, 
dying to yourself and then the Lord blessing that. that what a word of encouragement. I, I really appreciate that. I want to ask you about some different ideas that people mm-hmm. have. I'm going to use air quotes here. Some people have different ideas of what clean or family friendly means. And I'm curious, what are those terms family friendly and clean mean to you? Well, you know, for me, I think that every film that you make doesn't have to scream Jesus. Mm-hmm. But if it's family friendly and if it's clean, what I think is that it can't take you away from. Oh, that's a great way to look at it. It takes, you know, everything yeah, that, that, that we do has to be principle centered, has to be something that can connect back to the Christ, even though as a hearer, you might not even know yet that there's a connection. But the reality of it, there shouldn't be anything that you see on the screen, see on a stage, deal with the, on the radio, internet that is a deterrent to you believing God or for you, a deterrent to you following God. I think everything that is done should be something that enables you to get to the next step closer to Christ. Do you remember, Cameron, what that first project was that you got to work on that actually fit that description? Was it the one you just talked about? where you were called into that audition, God gave you that vision, or was there anything before that or even after that? You're like, okay, this is what we mean when we say family-friendly. doesn't necessarily have to be faith-based, but this is something I can feel comfortable doing. Yeah, you know what? The, the reality of the situation is, you know, God is, a, he's the orchestrator. He's the order of our steps. So there, it wasn't really anything that I've ever really done in my career that mm-hmm. I can think of that was something that couldn't be seen mm-hmm. by my child. Mm-hmm. And so I'm very, you know, happy about that. I mean, whether you're talking about Star Trek, whether you're talking about Doogie Hauser, whether you're talking about China Beach, there wasn't anything that I did that was not a quote unquote family friendly. It wasn't something that was taken away that would take somebody away from Christ. It was neutral or it was at least principle centered. I remember there was a, I don't know if you guys remember Army Wives. Yes. Um, I got an opportunity to actually be on Army Wives and it was something that was basically offered that I could have done. But the storyline was this. There was a pastor who was a really non-believer. He was a really an anti-Christ kind of uh, pastor deal. And so to play that pastor, but he was someone who was actually taking people away from Christ. And so people would have thought, well, yeah, you got a chance to play a pastor, but what kind of pastor was he? Right. You know, and so those kind of things are the things that I've said no to. Mm. And and I watch when I, I look at a script, where is it taking people? What's the end game? What's the message? Because I would rather play a villain within a, a film that is actually taking someone towards Christ sure. than play somebody who's nice in, some, in a message that's taking people away from him. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Villains ex- exist, right? We all know that villains exist. So. Correct. <laughs> but, you know, you can't do this. You can't do a story about the Bible and not find a villain somewhere. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, but the whole the story is for you to know God. And so I would prefer to do that than the other way. And so I, there, I, I don't think there's been anything that I've done that was not principle centered, but I can't really think, I can't really put my finger on really, I'd have to take a look at, at my resume to know what was a, really the first thing that I did. But, you know, a lot of episodics, a lot of, you know, commercials, you know, I mean, like right now I wouldn't really do pharmaceutical commercial because I think that that's something that's detrimental to God's people is mm-hmm. pharmacia is part of one of the things that the scripture says that we would be under the, the spell of in the last days. And so there are things that I choose also that are commercials, but I wouldn't do those. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. So I'm curious, Cameron, what, what encouragement or what advice do you have for creatives that are involved in mainstream everyday Hollywood, but their, their primary goal is to be family friendly? 
You know, I think that if it is a call within you, that is the conviction that you have, that that's the space that God has put you in. I think that there's a need for a Christ-centered person in every space. Mm -hmm. And I think that you have to be solid within yourself and sure within yourself so that when people are criticizing and when people don't misunderstand, that you're able to stand knowing that that's what God called you to do. I don't think all of us are called to do the same thing. And I don't even think that we're all called, called to do it the same way. But I think that we're all called to live holy, proclaim holiness, live righteously, and lead people to Christ, whether it's personally, on the street, or stage. All of us have a different place, but all of it should center to Christ whenever it is the opportunity to do so. But none of what we do should take people away from. I like that. Is there, you named off several different shows and sets that you've been on. Mm-hmm. And I know this has to be true, but I, w- I want to get your take on it. You've done Kendrick films and things mm-hmm. like that. I imagine there are noticeable differences in set life <laughs> and the production <laughs> process when there is a commitment to being clean, faith-based or family-friendly. Can you touch on that a little bit? Oh, without a doubt, man. I mean, you know, the business already is hurry up and wait. And so there's a lot of tension always on the sets. And it's not until you get into a real Christ-centered set that you realize how much of a difference it is. You know, I remember, you know, doing all the Hollywood stuff, all the, you know, California, you know, Miami, New York kind of stuff. And there's always tension. People are yelling at each other. You know, people, you know, you might have an actor that's getting drunk. You know, all the, the stuff that you hear about on different levels and all of the processes that you hear about on different levels is tension, is, you know, issues. But I'll tell you what, man, when I got on the, the set of the Kendrick Brothers, and I had been on other Christian sets and, and all of them were, you know, tenfold better than any secular set. But mm. on the set of the Kendrick Brothers, you found out what heaven was like. Mm. These That's guys. Amazing. I can only imagine. <laughs> no, no pun intended. No pun intended. <laughs> you know, uh, these guys on a different level yes. of, of not only doing a Christian film and not only doing something that is excellent to watch, but being excellent in the process of bringing it to pass. It's not just about what people will see on the screen, but who you are in the making of what is seen on the screen. And I was, I can say to you that my sets, that I'm nowhere near where they are. I'm nowhere near how excellent they are. But the sets that I have or planned on having, they are the prototype, man. Um, They have to be. uh, These guys, I, I am so blessed and so grateful to have had that that experience and to have them now in my life as people that I can speak to, mentors and that I can uh, glean from and watch their that not only their professional life, but their personal life and be a part of that because, you know, there's a the way that the kingdom of God should operate. And I think that they've tapped into it, man. And 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 I, I love that God loves me enough to have given me that experience. Mm, I have never been more touched than when sitting under Alex Kendrick's teaching uh, when he was talking about how you have to be ready to go from one stage to the next and that you can't, you it's, we can disqualify ourselves from even uh, being a part of it. And then we can also disqualify ourselves from going to the next step as well. So it's, it's a growth thing, you know? Yeah. You know, I have been around these guys where, you know, and and seminars and those kind of things too, Uh where, you know, people clamor after stars, people clamor even within the body of Christ. And these guys are definitely on the high rung of stars and in, in all of what they do. Mm. And people come and they think that they're going to get, you know, Hollywood. They're going to get how to. They're going to get all. 
and these guys come on the scene and they preach holiness. They preach. You know, <laughs> They're going to get convicted. <laughs> you know, they, 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 you know, they preach being humble and you can see people's faces like, wait a minute, I came to get, how do I get in film? You know, how do I get on the stage? You know, and they're talking about the core of man. And I love them for that because the weightier matters, you know, you know, and, and I have to give a shout out to man. I, I remember when I was on the set of champion with uh, Judd Brennan and God, I forget, uh, uh, Menuit, I, I always mess up his name, mm-hmm. but you know, we're on the set and you know, in Hollywood it's time is money and, and you don't, you don't stop for anything. And something happened right across the street where an ambulance showed up and they stopped shooting. Oh, wow. And they said, mm. let's stop and pray. And everybody stopped and prayed for the people, you know, on the other side of the street. And I'm thinking to myself, wow. In Hollywood, they would have been screaming to make sure that the ambulance, you know. Wasn't uh, a distraction. Wasn't yeah. a distraction. <laughs> and here we are stopping the set and stopping shooting and being admonished by the director and the assistant director to stop and pray. That's like, really amazing. That's what it's all about. That's what it looks like. So Cameron, you've kind of talked about some of your aha moments where, where guys revealed to you different things that uh, you needed to, to shut down or you needed to do. I'm curious, uh, aside from the aha moments, do you have any uh-oh moments that you can share <laughs> in your career path here? You know, you guys want to get into some dirt, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> some uh-oh moments? <laughs> I think the uh-oh moment for me is that sometimes I have to maybe, I have to say maybe I'm a little naive. Mm. You know, I believe in Jesus. I believe in the word. I believe in God's people. I believe in his ways. I believe I'm a believer. And I, my desire is to live among a kingdom people. And I think what happens sometimes is that I expect everyone to have that same passion and life and desire and love for one another and esteem for each other and deferring to one another and taking care of each other. And I guess it's when I do get on a Christian set and that I find someone or some people that are not like that. And that's like an uh-oh moment. That's like, man, it could be better. It shouldn't have happened that way. And and here's what really God wanted in this situation. And, you know, unfortunately, some people are in it, you know, to be a filmmaker, not a, a his storyteller. Some people are in it to make a name for themselves. And, you know, to me, that's always, wow, that's just too bad. That's where they are. And, um, you know, I guess I should know better, you know, because I mean, I mean, I, I'm a teacher of the word. I've been in church for a long time. And so I know that the Bible says out of four kinds of ground, there's only one that's good. It's just that I, I pray for the souls that are around him and his people and that see an example and yet are not changed by it. Mm, wow. Wow. That's awesome. There's a lot to think about. So I'm curious, what other projects do you have coming up? I know that you have at least a dozen or so projects of your own in production and you have your own production company and right. you also a minister, which you've mentioned, and please feel free to, to talk about that too. But anything that you'd like to share with us? Yeah, you know, I mean, as far as, as preaching the word, God has really, I guess, shifted me from the four walls because again, we, we had, a, you know, a four wall church, whereas we know every Sunday, that's where we were. But now we're basically a, a teaching and traveling ministry. And so most of the times I find myself, you know, at somebody else's church preaching, teaching or, or at a convention or at a film festival you know, or at, at even at, at a business, you know what I'm saying? 
So I do a lot of, of that now and, and, you know, teach a lot on the internet. And so, you know, I love teaching the word of God, I, I, you know, because it gives life. It is life. The more that I speak it, the more that I understand it and the more I'm able to live it for it empowers me to even speak it out. And so I, I look for any opportunity to do that. As far as, you know, projects, man, you know, I, I've said to people before, you know, to, uh, 2021, it's going to have to be 24 months instead of 12 because there's so much on the plate to do. And I, and, you know, I know that God always orchestrates, always brings it to pass and, and he makes everything fall into place. So I'm not really concerned about that, but we have a couple of projects that we're working on as far as producing and directing a couple of television series that we're slated to do this year, a couple of films that we are not only doing with our own production company, Camion at Production Studios, but also we, we have one or two that we're collaborating with other entities, Christian production studios. So I, I'm really in love with that because, you know, you get an opportunity to work with other on fire people of God uh, that have the same heart and same mind to tell his story. So we're uh, blessed by that. We have a couple of projects that we've already done. I did one with uh, Discarded Things with uh, Karen Abercrombie, which, which is now on Pure Flix. We did another one called Angels Unaware, which is a pilot for another television series that's coming out soon. And it's dynamic. You know, I have a, a couple of other projects that are uh, that on the slate as well. You know, so there's a lot to do, man. I mean, it's so much so that, you know, we're really gearing on, like I said, partnering and raising up some other filmmakers right now. Sure. sure. And, and kind of passing the baton to a, cu- a couple of people. Between the acting and the directing now is just a, a full slate, man. You're going to be traveling more than 30 weeks. That's all I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's like until the COVID, man, I was somewhere, you know, all the time. Uh-huh. And so, you know, by the grace of God, that's still able to happen. There are a lot of things that were, and that's what I think made 2021 so packed is because so many things that were supposed to be done last year are now opening up this year, plus what's happening this year, mm-hmm. you know? So it's kind of like just double duty. You know, now I find myself being on one set doing a project and before that one is finished, going to another set in another state and then having to come back to the original set. So it's like that kind of stuff is what's happening in 2021 because of everything that got postponed and are, are still now green-lighted to be done. Makes uh, sense. Yeah, wear, wear a mask. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no doubt, man. <laughs> well, you know, everybody is pretty good with, what, with keeping up with the, um, what's needed, man. Social distancing, having masks, People are not hanging around, you know, in, you know, in the makeup room, you know, box lunches, all those things are being done and people are being ex- extremely diligent and careful. So that's a good thing. But at the same time, you know, I, I love working with the saints because people are also not walking in fear. Mm, yeah, that's true. You know? that's true. So that's yeah. a different thing, again, from a, a world set and a, a Christian set. No, well said. You, you mentioned the COVID uh, thing. It just, I just had to get this out there. I was talking to someone today. They were asking me about something in the, in the industry. And one of my friends had taken a role as the COVID officer for a production. Right. But that was interesting. You know, it's just changed everything, you know? Well, yeah. No, well, now they are, they're, you know, they are new terms and, and, and new jobs and all those things. And, and my, again, my prayer is continually that the saints of God understand that they have to fulfill the safety aspect but that they have a God who's supernatural mm. that has delivered us out of all of these diseases. Mm. And so there's a, uh, there's a duality there that we can't forego the living supernatural God and fall sway to fear. And even though we have to also understand how to be safe. Cameron, for people that are listening that uh, want to kind of 
stay connected with your projects? Is there a social media handle or a, a website that you recommend for people to kind of stay tuned? Yeah, they can always go to CameronArnett.com. That connects everybody to everything that I'm doing. CameronArnett.com. You can also go to Kami, C-A-M-Y, Arnett.com. That connects them to the production company. SavingDestinies.com is something that is a uh, something close to my heart dealing with the um, uh, redefinition of the pro-life movement and dealing with uh, saving destinies of those who have been saved. Their bodies have been saved, but now we need to make sure that the purpose for which they were sent is actually what they end up doing because we have to infuse now a power within them for them to see what God intended being. Just like Jeremiah, before I, I formed you in the womb, I knew you and appointed oh, yeah. you, called you. And so the reason why Jeremiah was even born was because of, of the purpose that God had for him. And so while we're saving bodies, we have to understand that the bodies are meant to do something. Mm. And so it's something that we have to be uh, very cognizant about. And that's saving destinies. As far as Instagram, Cameron on that actor on Instagram, when please follow me there. And also on Facebook, Cameron on that actor and also at real Cameron on that. And so those are areas that we can stay in touch and, you know, just be in contact with each other. That's Outstanding. Great. I would love to hear more about, more about that. The pro-life uh, thing sometime. I think that's, Super important. So I think very much so, great, great respect. I'll be praying for you guys with that. Yes, sir. Well, Chester, I don't like to be the bearer of bad news, but <laughs> are we winding down? It seems that, that this is the right time to wind down. I think you do have a final question for Cameron, and then I'm just going to have to be the bad guy and tell you no more. All right. So, okay. So make it a good so, one. As we get closer to wrapping up, what piece of advice would you give to any creative? who would prefer to be involved in more of a faith-based or family-friendly environment and pursue their calling in that direction, what's like the one thing you would leave with them? The one thing is that you can't forego the master for what he calls you to do. And mm. so you have to stay connected to the source. Mm. Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior, and he's more concerned about who you are than what you do. So make sure that you never put the cart before the horse. That's oh, well good. said. Uh, Cameron, God bless you. Thank you so much for taking time with us. And uh, we'll certainly be praying for you and your upcoming projects. And I look forward to, to keeping in touch and um, checking back in with you. But we just thank you so much for spending time with us today. Thanks. Well, I appreciate Thanks, you guys. Cameron. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm.